So everything's good with you, though, personally, or? Yeah, everything's good on my end. I don't have anything to complain about. Sat through another Massachusetts Democratic State Committee meeting. Fun? Yeah, it was fun. Fun, fun? Yeah. uh, They basically called a gay person of color out who was saying, you know, hey, I'm just trying to, he was trying to understand that they were voting on, trying to understand the process. Right. And some people are like, oh, well, you know, maybe you should have thought of that before you joined or something like that. And like oh, while right. he was talking, there was another, the person in charge of the LGBT outreach caucus gave uh-huh. a thumbs up on the, or thumbs down on the camera. Oh, oh, great. This yeah. Is, this is good. This is, yeah. this, so, just, this is so this is like, this isn't Mass Dems though, right? This, this is, is uh, Mass Dems. This is Mass Dems. God damn it! <laughs> I'm not trying to get all like excited, but from the last one to this one, they haven't done anything different, huh? Like there's, there's no, there's well, no. Like, that, oh, that's the thing. Well, so we're gonna make our final determinations on the uh, Alex Morse situation, yeah. right? Um, and someone, so they basically released this. They had this committee put together, um, and the, you know, to do the investigation and come up with some recommendations. Mm-hmm. And they released the recommendations ahead of, like, literally two hours before the meeting. Right. So someone um, made a motion to postpone any decisions on the Alex Moore situation until the next meeting because... Give time give time for people to read it. Yeah, give time to, you know. And there were people like, you're trying to divide the Democratic Party. We should just get this taken care of now and, and stop prolonging it. I would so like what ended up happening is we ended up yeah. voting to set a special meeting, a special private meeting for all Democratic State Committee, not to be streamed on YouTube, mm-hmm. for all Democratic State Committee members to basically have at it. Wow. Tear each other a new one privately. Yeah. Get get it out of the system, huh? Which I, I don't think is a bad idea. No. Should like, I just like, do that with my boss? <laughs> what? No, I, 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 I think that's that's what we ended up. Someone, some older woman who I'd say is more establishment, but like mm. at least understanding. Yeah. Was like, hey, you know, like we need to like, we ain't gonna be Charlie Baker like this. <laughs> right. No. No. No doubt. You know. No um, doubt. Um. So that that sucks, man. That sucks. I mean, I'm, but I'm glad you're there. I'm glad that. You know, other progressives are there. And yeah, because of me, well, the, the question the is: the thing like, is, the reason why they're they're you know they're so mad is because for the first time they're being challenged. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what. Okay. Yeah. And when you said that this is really dividing the party, the party, the party, I was wanted to be like, dividing it from who? Like, who is the party? How about you explain to me who it is yeah, that you're right. representing? Right. Well, because... that's what I said. You know, I I said I represent young young Democrats. People keep asking me why I'm running. I think that the towns in this district have needs. We have too many people struggling to pay their medical bills, school districts in turmoil, towns that can't get a clean glass of water, an opioid crisis, and seniors are unable to age in place. I'm Tom Morali, and I hope to earn your vote in November for State Senate, because a better world is possible, and I want you to help me build it. Right. You know, I... I... That's why I'm there. And I say, I can say that they 
this whole Alex Morse situation was a lot of people's first view into the inner workings of the party. Right. Uh, it needs to be resolved and you need to actually show you're taking action steps to make sure it doesn't happen in the future at the very least. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, you have a gay person of color who doesn't know the parliamentary rules and is just asking about what the question's about uh, and he's being poo-pooed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you guys aren't learning, but this is why we're here. I, I wonder, dude, would you have a problem with if saying like, hey, just so you know, like I'm an, I'm an yeah. Occupy Wall well, Street. So, well, I was going to say, since that meeting, we've made T-shirts up with his name's Donovan Birch. Mm -hmm. We made T-shirts up that's a point of order for Donovan Birch that we're all going to wear in the next meeting. Um, oh, nice. So I like that. You know, some yeah. symbolism is good, especially when the person's yeah. in the room with everybody yeah, else <laughs> exactly just to show him we've got his back you know right right that's um, good um, so is that is that video online can i watch that one or no yeah yeah it's all on youtube Sweet. yeah um but i was gonna say like would you be would you want or would you be able to say that you are like representing you said you represent the youth progressives but would you be able to say like hey guys just so you know the youth progressives that are like my age are Occupy Wall Street guys. So like, like, so like we are actually in here. So I don't know if you know that or not, but that those people that you think are on the fringes, they're in this committee. Would you have, would you have a problem saying something like that? No. I mean, I've been pretty clear. You don't think clear. it would be that much? Okay. Well, yeah. So my whole thing is, you know, I, I don't assume and I, I told more of the establishment folks this too when I asked mm. for people's support. You know, I don't assume bad faith on people's part until I see it. Right. You know, I assume That's everybody fair. is, I assume, you know, I assume that everybody is, has everybody's best interests in mind and that's why they're there until they prove me otherwise. You know, um, there's right. been an awful lot of people right. that have proven otherwise over the past course of these past two meetings. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. by their actions and um, by what they've said. So, oh, and then one of the members, um, someone brought up a motion to censor, censure them. Yeah. And then they brought up a motion to censure Donovan Birch. So like there's currently that we tabled to the next meeting. There's currently two dueling... <sighs> There's currently two oh. dueling censure <laughs> resolutions, one from the establishment oh. folks and one from the progressive folks. You want to get me in that goddamn committee? This is how you're gonna do it. You you, <laughs> you start a fire in my in my brain by saying so, something like that. So Ooh, there's I, currently <laughs> you're gonna currently, storm that committee. <laughs> there's currently two dueling censure resolutions. You know. Oh man, I feel for Donovan. That must be so like agonizing like to like straight up gaslighting to feel like people are 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 gonna try to censor you like and that's all he did was try to it's like ask like a question trying to figure well, out yeah and he went on he basically he basically said you know how he felt as a person yeah. and he said this is an act of white supremacy oh my he said God. that yes he said, that. He said yes. this is an act of white supremacy <laughs> um what you're doing is trying to uphold a white supremacist system and that's what that's what set them off. They were like, you're oh calling God. us white supremacists. 
Oh my god, dude, my brain is exploding right now. He's like, the, you're- I, the, the idea so that basically they started trying to censure, <sighs> they started trying to censure him for calling the other members of the DDSC white supremacists. He's not, he's not even saying like whole cloth, everybody is, but but even then, he's what he's saying is you don't understand the systems that you're working in and the systems that you are upholding, and the fact right. that you are going to try to censor me for even saying that is proof positive. You are gaslighting the fuck out of me, my yeah. lord. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> lord, that right. is. Oh gosh, it's not so bad. That's so bad. That, that... <laughs> it was just, it was just a meeting, you know. It was a meeting. Um, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when we talk on like uh, the messenger and everything like that, and like, we talk about things like this, this is literally how I'm acting when I'm reading it. Like, <laughs> my wife, my wife's just like, "What's wrong?" Like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> it's just the usual. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, so What's going on, guys? It's Progressive Milford. We're back. And 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 friends. Oh, and friends. My mistake. And friends. And I'm friends. from Menden myself. So, so oh, hello, Menden. You're up. Shout out, Menden. You guys are How awesome, Menden. You guys were like the whole this whole area in the first place. So uh, it really should be Progressive Mil- Menden and friends. Mother Menden. You know. Mother Menden <laughs> looking after, you know. What are we going to talk A about lot today? has happened. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, the last thing we what's talked the date? about. What's the, the date today, anyways? What's the date today? today? Is Where are we January, are? We're January 30th. 30th, 2021. The last thing we talked about was the events of January 6th. Since then, we mm-hmm. have a new president, Mr. Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. And repeat after me. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear. That I will faithfully execute that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. Office of President of the United States. And will, to the best of my ability... What's up, Jack? Been president for 10 days now. 10 days. It's been, a, it's been an interesting 10 days. It has been an interesting... I mean, every single... Like, like, there's never been a single non-interesting week for as long as I can remember. I, I don't know what it was like. The days of... The days where like nothing was actually happening. The before times, right? The before times where, and I, I don't want to sound morbid, but there were there were times where you'd actually go like a month, and you'd hear like, oh, a plane went down. That was terrible, and we and that was like the focus, and that would be a well, focus for like a good two three weeks. But like that's, that's what know, we're now on. it's now it's like we're listening to the news, and it's just oh, so the. Um, you know, here's how the pandemic was affected by the insurrectionists trying to overthrow the Capitol building. According to Johns Hopkins University, about one in 15 Americans now has tested positive for COVID. The director of the CDC points out that Wednesday's mass gathering and attack at the Capitol likely will lead to a new surge. Right. Here's how the white walkers have, stopped, have got the walking dead to, to spread their yeah. virus. Yeah, everywhere. right, right. It's just... Um, you know, every day is something crazy. 
Um, but, yeah. you know, at least one of those crazy things isn't insane tweets the president's sending out, right? This is true. This is true. You don't have to wake up wondering if the nuclear bomb has uh, been dropped. So, well, I don't know about that. You know, it, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jack. You know, is it, is it bad to have that comfort? I think Biden's got his, his cool, at least, you know. Right. I don't think I don't think we'll have to worry about nuclear war, but I at least at least feel good enough good about the fact that we have a guy in there who um isn't a complete narcissist. Yeah, look, can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? I have many, many, many issues with Joe Biden's record over the years. Absolutely. He was one of my last choices in the primary. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. This is a guy who the entire time he was in the Senate, he never owned a single stock. He did that as a matter of ethics. He never you owned know, a single stock. Some MAGA heads would say, yeah, but did his brother? Yeah, did his father, did his son? Like, well, that's what they'll do. Yeah, doing. yeah. Like, is he actually benefiting? Did his, did his wife? Is he actually benefiting on the side? Or did he actually not? The entire time he was in the Senate, he was the poorest member of the Senate. Entire time. That's pretty impressive. But I mean, he'd always say, he'd always say, that's not something I'm proud of. Like he'll, he'll joke, you know, uh, but he's no, yeah. every that, the entire is, time he was a working class dude from Delaware. And like, you know, I don't, that's, that's, that's an objective fact based on his income mm-hmm. and, and based on his assets. He was the poorest member of the Senate. Um, when he first became a Senator, when he was first elected, his wife and daughter died in a car crash. Yeah. Yep. His his two sons, Hunter and Bo, um, were in the hospital. And I remember when Ted Kennedy died, um, Joe Biden gave a eulogy. Right. And he said, he said, you know, I talked to Ted Kennedy, and I went to, I took the train every day back to Delaware, and was sitting there in the hospital with Bo and Hunter. Um, and suddenly, all these doctors from Mass General started showing up. And Ted Kennedy called them there personally for like, you know, it was yeah. just very touching. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he had to bury his own son who was just beginning his, yeah. his political, various fine political career. Um, yep. He took the train home every day. This is a man who felt, who has felt immense pain and loss throughout his life. Right. Yeah. No, he has. And you could tell that uh, regardless his humility comes through in how he speaks and talks. That was one of the most humble inauguration addresses I've ever heard. Um, and I do think deep down, I think he actually wants to improve things. And I got to say, like, it was refreshing to hear him speak like that because leading up to the the election, there were moments where he was telling people, you're a dog show home, like, a horse face pony or something like that you know he was calling like i'll do more push-ups than you like he did have that 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 rhetoric that sounded like you know he's just trying to like pump his chest and so you know when he comes down to it and he has to sit there and he's got to talk to america then he he brings that humble and it definitely comes across as uh, affectionate and real i think something something funny was uh, one of the reporters asked like you, you know he was on the phone with putin he had the phone call with Putin. Yeah. One of the reporters asked, what did, you, "What did you guys talk about?" And Joe Biden said, "You." Yeah, that's he funny. He sent to his best. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. Just, it was like, hey, somebody who has a 
Someone who has a sense I, of humor I mean, about himself. I mean, I think the best part about it is that the fact that he said he sends the best because it sends his best. Because if he had just said, if he just let it with you, it's almost like he he on the fly on the spot him being like your mama <laughs> like, like yeah. so the fact that he had it thought out like yeah, yeah he's talking about you he's not his best like, <laughs> like, like if you went a step further you'd be like he sends his best watch out for Alexi Navalny like, like he could have mentioned but you know it's it definitely seems like he is going to be a strong leader who is not going to take himself too too seriously obviously serious on the matters but he, he can have some fun up there, which is, which is real. Let's keep that. I, I'm serious. <laughs> Don't delete that. <laughs> what about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they want to be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they want to be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard I'm who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard I'm who they wanna be now. Black, black, damn, she killer. Let's talk. Here's what I was worried about, you know. Um, uh, prior to the election, he, he, you know, he very much wants to unite the country, and who doesn't, right? Um, that's the end goal is to be united and moving forward. Um, but, I, I mean, you have one faction that's clearly trying to destroy the country, destroy half the other half, and that, you know, you need to stop that. So it was, you know, he talked, he'd say, hey, as president, I, I can only do so much with executive power. Um, well, you know what? He has been using the executive order quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Um, about that? And in very good ways. He, right. And that's the thing. Obama was very slow to do that. Right. And, and I, there are obvious, there, you know, there are obvious reasons why. I mean, when you have half the country saying that you, you're not even born in this country, you've got to kind of toe a line a little bit. Oh, yeah. You've got to step with some pred- pre- uh, proper, I can't say the word now, uh, proper bleh, predation. Pred- pred- I can't say it. My tongue is tied. But 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 you know what I mean. He with Obama, it's almost like you're going into like unknown territory, and you're trying to you're trying to be careful, and you don't want to. They have we hadn't seen a, a Trump at that point, right? So we're like just trying to play. Yeah, no, Joe Biden. So here's what I've I've, I've always said: Obama is if is like trepidation. If, yeah, trepidation. <laughs> trepidation. Right. Obama is his presidency was like if JFK got an entire term, right? That's right. what you know. Once the once the the legend flew into reality, you mm-hmm. know, Joe Biden is like an LBJ. You, you know, LBJ. So here, here's the thing: prior to becoming vice president, he was like a Senate majority leader. He like controlled the Senate. You know, yeah. he, he was a senator, senator. He knew every single one. Um, and he'd have this thing called the, um, you know, the LBJ treatment, where he, you know, he used like a mixture of flattery, um, insults, uh, just in, straight up intimidation, straight up favors. And he'd walk into a room with someone who was t- deadly opposed to what he wanted to do. And then at the end of an hour and a half or whatever, they walk out and they were completely on board. Nobody knows yeah. what he said, what he did. Right. Um, yeah. But he just, 
he did 3 a.m. phone calls. One time he was in the crapper and he made the guy come, he, this dude who was his, his uh, he was opposed to the civil rights bill. And he just basically, he basically got the person come in. He was taking a crap and he had him keep talking to him. And then he, uh, he's like, you literally have a captive audience right now. So you better get yeah, it out. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. I get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And so he just basically is like, yeah, this is how much people think of you. Like being against oh, this, no. right? You know? <laughs> like, like nobody's going to report on this because nobody cares. And then he, and then, and then he got out of the stall and didn't even wash his hand and went to go shake the guy's hand. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah he was and, one of those you know, guys. He's, guess who? Guess who voted for the civil rights bill? <laughs> like that's yeah. that's the thing. LBJ was literally a political monster. He was he was not. He, so he are you are if you're so I'm I'm trying to put this together. If you're saying that he's more like LBJ, and I was at first going to say, well, I think he's more to the left of LBJ. But what you're saying is he is just politically using calculation, and he's seeing the mood and what's going to win. So, do you think that that Biden actually doesn't care? Well, about that, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying wins? is, wins? Here's the thing: Kennedy had this big, bold, progressive agenda called the mm-hmm. New Frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, it took LBJ to actually put it into effect right. with the Great Society. Well, like LBJ, you know why, LBJ passed the science <laughs> of what? I was thinking we kind of know why. Like maybe well, yeah. would have. No, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand, but yeah, during Kennedy's presidency, he ran into immense difficulty with Congress. Mm-hmm. And, and that's yeah. why I say that's Obama if JFK wasn't so tragically killed um, and, and had an entire term. He's also, like you said, like he's also distracted with like right. the Bay of Pigs and everything. So like, he's yeah, right. Be just yeah. So, but I mean, that. LBJ came in there and got to business, you know, he, and the interesting thing is, you know, the 1964, he ran against Barry Goldwater, who was mm-hmm. this far right Senator from Arizona, far right for the time. He actually hated the religious right. That's a separate like he just he believed we should we shouldn't be afraid to use nukes on communists. He uh, he was opposed to civil rights not because of racial matters but because you know the government shouldn't step which. Yeah, know. but I'm sure I'm sure he was more of a fan of Bull Connor than he than uh, yeah I was public about. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, <laughs> so that's, that's the thing. So LBJ made this famous ad called the Daisy Ad which mm-hmm. was this girl picking a daisy going like, eh, like they just counting off. One, oh gosh, I know this, yeah, yeah. And then once it got to 10, you heard Barry Goldwater's voice counting backwards and then a nuke went off. And then all those BJ said is, these are the stakes. You can't afford to stay home. <laughs> and everybody, everybody's singing at their, at, in the living room with a big box TV. They just drop their cups like, oh my gosh. <laughs> that could actually happen yeah it could <laughs> all the way all the way with lbj all the way with lbj was a slogan um that is that is pretty uh bad a badass uh way to go about it yeah you know he's, but he's, the thing is like so, so it was like, one of the biggest it, it was one of the biggest landslides in history he won um he won every single state except for a few arizona barry goldwater's home and then um i think it was 
Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina, which is interesting because that was the first time those four states voted Republican since oh, Reconstruction. Oh. Since Reconstruction. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, hmm. And so, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, you know, LBJ just won in a landslide. But other people are like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Something's the happening demogra- here. The demographics are changing. Um, right. And then Nixon came in, and there's a third-party candidate, George Wallace, that won a lot of southern states. But Nixon, you know, pursued the southern strategy. Right. And it's Nixon, interesting. Nixon, LB, Nixon LB, picks. Nixon picks picked up on it. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I need. To, yeah, I know, and you know, played this. the whole, played the whole. I'm not opposed to desegregation, but we shouldn't have the government do. It. You know. Um, that is so interesting. But LBJ, LBJ was a Texan established mm-hmm. a democratic figure who moved so far to the left that he broke the new deal coalition hmm. but he also created a democratic party which is diverse um right. and actually respects civil rights and is looking to go forward in that regard but people got to remember that the, the 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 political leanings of this country it's not an A and B thing. It's not going like one no. side to the other side. No, but it's, it's, it's a, it's it a, it's very... a ribbon. It's a ribbon. It kind of just twists and turns and follows a different, like the flow, like, and it, you have to watch those shifts. And that's what these guys are really, really good at doing. Yeah. L- LBJ was a, was a, was possibly the most talented political operator to hold the office of president. The stuff he got mm-hmm. done from members of his caucus that that were totally opposed like it was like he got medicare (laughs) he got medicare passed um you know that's something they were trying to do (laughs) since the what you're saying like they got he they got medicare then and if you were so to do the the same now would sound so radical right it'd be it'd be you'd be he would be championed forever Right. He signed the Voting Rights Act into like, you know, but then but then Vietnam happens. Right. And he he he, you know, involved us in Vietnam to a degree he shouldn't have, which right. it's funny. JFK actually started it, but he inherited it and decided to go farther. Um, hey, when, when, and that when, ruined when, his legacy. Yeah. I mean, Dr. King showed up and Dr. King's like, what, what are we doing? You know, like it definitely had a, a whole ton of people, big name people who were saying like, this is, we can't be going, going more into Vietnam. This is nuts. Yeah. Because um, well, he was very, very on board with most of what Dr. King said. Right. You know, right. Nixon was the one who just. Yeah. So I don't know. I see. So, so far we've had, I think it was 42 executive orders signed. Yeah, I actually was looking at the list just now, but I don't I don't have it up on me right now. But uh, but yeah, it's it's an extensive list. It's really it's, nothing on there that I think I don't more moratorium on on pipelines for oil. Yeah, he's switching our entire fleet of, of vehicles over to electric cars. He's it's um, amazing. You know, putting in a halt on deportations, which. Yeah. Texas sued him about, and they and <laughs> Texas court said you need to keep deporting people. Oh lord! I mean, I, I, I listen. I am totally against deportations, uh, um, unless it's for like some kind of criminal activity. 
Um, I just don't understand how a court can say it's unconstitutional to. Well, I was what I was going to say is what I was going to say is that that court will say it's unconstitutional because uh, now uh, now they got to Texas has to figure out like where are they going to put people like you're putting an undue burden on on myself like I'm thinking that's how they're how they're spinning it right that well you're not giving you're not giving Texas a a uh, uh, a way to do this without them. Uh, occurring some kind of expense. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's where they're coming from. I mean, I don't know what their basis is because for me, it's the executive branch has the authority to um, determine how they're enforcing the law, right? Right. This is that's what the executive is. Um, so to say, hey, I want you to enforce this law differently seems like it's within the purview of the executive. Like Congress controls the purse strings, right? Right. That's. That's that's its authority. Congress basically says no. The, you, so you have this much money to enact the law, and the executive says, "Okay, this is how I want to enact it." Mm-hmm. Right. Right. That, that's kind of. It seems weird to say no. Actually, you have to do it this exact way because that seems like it's out of. I don't know. They'll hash it out. But the point is, right. Joe Biden is acting in very very progressive ways. To the point where the New York Times puts out an article that's that's literally captioned or titled "Ease up on the executive actions, Joe." <laughs> yeah, right. That's when you. That's when you know you're actually doing something probably pretty uh, left wing. Yeah. Well, and you know, there's certain things I want. For example, where's my two thousand bucks, Joe? Um, exactly. There's that. Um, but that. The thing is, Bernie's the budget chair, and they're talking mm-hmm. about doing a budget reconciliation. And by the way, yeah. we still haven't gotten a relief package passed. Right. Remember, that's the running joke: is every time we record one of these. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, we're still yeah we're still there, guys. <laughs> Bernie <laughs> Bernie says that they're voting on it on Tuesday. Well, you so, so what we've gotten used to over the last four years is a president who say who would say. Yeah, uh, we'll have that in two weeks. I think we'll have it in two weeks. Don't worry. Two weeks, we'll, we'll be all set. And then it never happens. Bernie says it's going to be on Tuesday. I think it's going to be on Tuesday. Well, no. So here's, here's what I'm with this president. Like, this president said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be voting on it in March. Mm-hmm. Right. Joe Biden said that. Yeah. The, the Senate says they'll have it to me in March. Everybody started freaking out. And then you, Bernie says, it'll be on Tuesday. Do you? So, so tell me, like, is Bernie can do that. Right. Yeah, a bunch of like, Yeah, so it's so he's not obviously he's not. Well, what I'm saying is, guys, it's I got almost, different. I got different plans. It's almost as if no, but like this is the other thing. Like he's acting more progressive than he campaigned on. Well, yeah, because he's got a guy who's who's literally in who has the lever to make him do it. He's because he's saying March, and this guy's Bernie saying 
you're doing it Tuesday. It's like he's being well, he's pulled. Almost like he, it's almost like he's lowering expectations and then smashing those. Oh, you think that he's almost like working with Bernie? Like, oh yeah, well he's the one so that they had a they had a dual announcement together. Oh, I got you. Good cop, bad copying it. I love it. And here's the other I thing. Freaking love it. Kamala <laughs> and Kamala. So Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema are the two biggest yeah. problems adders. So Kamala, do you know where Kamala is right now? No, where is she? West Virginia. Ooh. She's doing interviews. Oh, oh Tom, Tom, this is some political stuff I love. I didn't know this. I've been really distracted this week at work. She's, she's, set to go to Ari- she's set to go to Arizona next week, and she's doing interviews with all these local papers. Senator Joe Manchin, a Democrat who's pretty conservative, uh, is reeling from the fact that Vice President Kamala Harris decided to do local interviews in West Virginia to bolster Joe Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. Now, Manchin has been an obstacle to passing this type of legislation. He thinks that we need to be concerned about the deficit, which is absolutely ridiculous. And so I had suggested earlier that maybe we need people to go to West Virginia, where people are really struggling financially right now, to make the case for why this is a relief package that absolutely must pass. And so um, got to give a senator, a former senator, now Vice President Kamala Harris a lot of credit for that. Um, because she did do an interview with WSAZ and uh, she basically called out the uh, actual statistics of poverty in the state of West Virginia. In West Virginia, one in seven families is describing their household as being hungry, one in six can't pay their rent. One in four business, small businesses are closing permanently or have already closed. So it's a big issue in West Virginia and across the country. That's why the president and I are offering the American Rescue Plan. Now she shared more details on this in the interview, talking about why the American Rescue Plan is about opening schools back up in a safe way, something that's tremendously popular. It's about getting support for small businesses, getting relief for families. So many people have been unemployed employed for almost a year at this point. The president and I feel very strongly that these are the moments when we are facing a crisis of unbelievable proportion and that the American people deserve their leaders to step in and stand up for them. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm not trying to freak out. And I feel like I've done this before and I've been yep. I've been wrong. But um the idea that we that we are actually using the bully pulpit. I've been talking about the bully pulpit forever now. Her, I don't know what her she's saying. But I the fact say. that she has gotten up and gone there immediately, whether it's whether it's gonna be beneficial or not, yeah. just tells me that they're activists. They're active. They're they're active, and that is what I need. I need someone who's gonna use yeah. the bully so, pulpit and say, "Listen, I'm Kamala Goddamn Harris, and I, I just got into this this seat. You're gonna do what I say." I will say I'm I'm happy with the Biden administration so far. So far, I, there's some so far. there's some checks that need to be cashed though, and they're coming right. new soon. Um, I'll say that. I just remember like right before the election, about two three weeks worth of ads saying, "Where's about time we do something about the student debt?" And like, <laughs> like, yeah, we we need. And then you see Kamala talking about, you know, get like we're gonna we're gonna get uh, the money, uh, take those money off the off the books, all that stuff. And then it kind of went away as soon as the election happened. 
Like, I haven't seen anybody talking about it. I haven't seen you were articles of all, listen, all listen, about it beforehand. Listen here, you student loan companies. Gosh, <laughs> I know. Give busters. Exactly. <laughs> Josh John, give busters. You gotta shape so, up so, or so, out. Goodbye, Ruby. So he, he he that one of the last things he did before he before the election and won was was definitely promote the idea that he's going to give student uh, debt relief. So, so, so if that's thing, been on the back burner since what? like for we had 10 Schumer, days, uh, he's got to fulfill that at some point. I can't hear Chuck you. Schumer, do you know what Chuck Schumer said yesterday? Do you know what Chuck Schumer tweeted out yesterday? What's that? Said tag Joe, tag Joe Biden and said, Joe, it's time to forgive the student loan debt you promised to forgive. That was yesterday? Yeah. A little, little reminder, right? Yeah. If you're all right, so from what you're from what you were saying just earlier about 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 Bernie and how it's more like Biden is like I'm gonna say March and you're gonna say Tuesday and I'm just gonna have to do it Tuesday. It's like you're saying the exact same thing with like Schumer. Like like Biden's like all right. So now what you're gonna do, Schumer, is you're gonna remind me that I gotta do student. I don't, <laughs> I don't forgiveness. know what's going on, but there's an ecosystem. There's like an ecosystem of everybody pushing each other to the left. That's right. what's going on. That's, That's AOC. Beautiful. Chuck Schumer is afraid of AOC primarying them. Oh yeah, and he should. So, <laughs> well, yeah. So he's so he's like, oh, I'm going to be the left wing guy now. Um, right. It's a it's a it's an ecosystem that's working. Like Joe Biden wants to deliver his promises, so he's he's because the because the momentum is on is strong on the left. It's not that the it's not that the it momentum is. it's not that the momentum on the 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 center uh, uh side of the wing is is like not energized. Like they're just they're they're there. They're still doing exactly the same thing. But the message the 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 organizing the people come actually coming together on the progressive progressive wing to actually get their bullhorn is working and is swinging this momentum. And this is, this is like this ball, this bouncing ball is going to bring people who Look, if, are if, like the if Chuck all Joe the Biden does, if All Joe Biden does during this presidency is sit at his desk and sign things. Like, I'll, right. I'll be happy. Right. Don't go on Twitter. Don't do yeah. speech. Just just sign. Just sit <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just sign away. Go ahead. Yeah. Let, let, you know, and then, and then Fox would be like, I knew it. The radical left controls the Democrats. It's like, yeah. yeah. We'll say, That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Thank God. I, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen, you guys, but uh, Fox was right. And I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Sometimes I do things I don't want to do I should tell you I don't live my life for you yeah, These familiar artifacts will never feel brand new To tell you the truth I think I always knew so, They tell you life is but a dream But they want to sell you down the stream You won't get a hold of me you better run, better leave this place Get lost and go a different way Go left, go left, go left Go, go ahead with the sun You're so out of space um, But yeah, that's, that's kind of what's happening Like we have a, a moderate president Who campaigned as a moderate Who's actually genuinely being pushed to the left 
Like that's like we yeah, talked about it. And you know, you have the Jimmy Tor type saying, like, how's the pushing left going? And I was like, actually, it's- <laughs> it's, I mean, the only thing they, they had the only thing I will say that they haven't done that's kind of made me upset is really get rid of the filibuster. That's it. That's the only that's yeah. the only thing that's pressing yeah. right now that's, that's really that's upsetting. Why I me. think that's why I think that's why I personally think Kamala's in West Virginia right now. Right. Oh my gosh. Saying, like we promised oh you two thousand dollars. Um this filibuster's staying in the way. Uh you should probably contact Joe Man. I I will I'll take it all back. I will take it all back. I'll take it all the all the bad things I've said about uh uh Kamala and her K hive and and Joe Biden and then like I don't yeah. I, I obviously I can't let I can't let the 94 crime but, bill go by but hey listen if you have a restorative justice plan that you want to promote I, I'm totally gonna be able to forgive you on the 94 crime bill if you are doing all these things that it seems like you're doing are you really gonna be left up are you gonna be left a lefty thank the hell god this has never happened I want this and I will take it all back I'll take all the mean things I've said back <laughs> because if you can actually well, do it in this moment all i want like, all i want is a new deal era president that's what i right, want i want right. a harry truman i want an lbj like look at, look yeah. at you're not you're not you're not left enough no no, no you guys are, are missing the point the, for, for the jimmy doors out there that look at and listen to what you just said tom and think so you're not a real progressive you're willing to just wait for an lbj yes Yes, I'm willing to do no, that. No, no, but the thing is, the thing is, we're out there and we're saying this is good. Now, what about this? Mm-hmm. That's that's right. what we're doing. Right. We're moving direction. I mean, you're not going to get somebody who's up there saying, "Hey, you know, let's uh, let's have free housing for everybody," like right away from where we're at. Yeah, from this insane predatory capitalism we live in. Um, you know what you're doing is you're you want to see tangible results yep and it seems like we're trending in a way and i'm not saying look i'm not going to say every single thing joe biden has done has been great right i'm not going to say that i am saying though i am i am happy with some of the results we've gotten so far and they make things look promising i mean yeah i i I, I want. I think you should, we should end on that note. But I, I just, I can't help but just get everything I have in my head out. Um, yeah, the idea that there's this many executive orders, executive orders can go away with with the next president. We're we're completely aware of that. Yep. So those things are short term. But I think in the meantime, just seeing people like Kamala fly around tells me that they're willing to do well, the work in order to sh- make those executive orders a me- legislative. Process. It shows to me he's not waiting, right? You know, he's right. he's basically forcing like like he's like okay we're gonna start with this and then more is coming, right? You know, I mean I, I think Bernie Bernie said it himself. He he just said like if we want to win in twenty twenty four we have yep. to have some goddamn results. Like if you yep, want to win in twenty twenty two, yeah, if you're gonna win in twenty twenty two in the in the house. You need to have some results quickly because yeah. there are so many people out there who are just having their arms folded saying, yeah. watch these Democrats do what the Democrats always do. Nothing. That's what they're waiting for. Prove them okay. wrong right and here, right now, and we're going to win. I can't emphasize it enough. $2,000. Yeah. Like, just it do it. That's how you just won two Senate. You just won two Senate seats in Georgia. Do you know why? You turn the entire election into do you want $2,000 or not? 
That's 1,000%. Exactly. <laughs> that, that pushed him over the top in freaking Georgia. In Georgia. Everyone's I mean, hurting and uh, yeah, everyone uh, absolutely, everyone's hurting right now. And obviously, uh, we're giving a lot of uh, a lot of credit to to Stacey Abrams and the uh, the Black Black Male Voter Project and all the other organizations down there that got the the, the inner city vote out, right? That, that like that was a big game changer. And it wasn't just because of two thousand uh, dollar checks; it was because of, of someone like um, uh, 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 gosh, I forgot his name, who was in in that Wendy's parking lot who got uh, shot and killed by the police officer. Like we need a change. We need a change where we have we had Ahmad Arbery getting getting shot down with, uh, with literally a shotgun and killed. And his like there was more to it than just I want two thousand dollars checks for a lot of people for why they voted for Biden. But I think what put it over the top was also the idea that we haven't been working and we're stuck in a pandemic and we desperately need this money. That, I think that's what put put the, put the Dem- Democrats over the top because I can see them winning Warnock, uh, but I can see them totally losing Ossoff. So the, we got we got two wins in Georgia. My God, you want to win in twenty twenty two? Yeah, please give us two thousand dollars right now. People really really need it. Um, and here's the thing, okay. Uh, right now. The two men representing Georgia, Georgia, the United States Senate, are a Jewish man and a black man. Oh yeah, I'll put it all That's- on it. Put it, put it, put it all on there. How how epic that was. There's a reason. There's yeah. so much mounting against that. This like you could if you went into 2000 anything and said, hey, listen, would uh, Democrats. Uh, I'm I'm a consultant and I'm consulting you right now. I think you should run a black reverend and uh, a Jewish man in the Senate seats for Georgia. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chuck Schumer would have said we need a new consultant. <laughs> but I mean, look. So if we want to keep them in Georgia, we're going to have to act. Yep. We're going to have to act. We can't. Yep. We can't wait. We got to strike while the iron's hot. Six years flies by fast. Yeah, flies by really fast. Yep. Like let's let's keep this going because there's no reason to stop. And I'm telling you, if you if the Democratic Party does do do these progressive agendas, you uh, Biden already said he's only going to take this one term, which means that we could have Kamala for eight years doing the same thing. Yeah. We could have twelve years of this, mm-hmm. just but just by putting out the wins, put out the wins, and trust me, people will, will remember it was a win. That time that we got two thousand dollars checks back in twenty twenty one, like, man, I don't, I was on my last leg then. But you know, I, I've, I always was saying that the Democrats don't ever actually do anything but try to get your vote. But you know what? They came through then. I remember the, the Republicans; they were the ones who were really trying to stifle this. Like and that's how they're gonna, re- that's how they're gonna reflect back on this. Look, this is gonna change the whole outlook look, of the party. The Republicans look weak right now. Absolutely, but never count them. Absolutely. Out. They do Absolutely. their best in opposition. Your entire movement is based on being in opposition. Fear and loathing is strong in that party because they know it wins. Literally, I mean, but that's, that's the entire thing. Their entire movement is based on being the outsiders. The, you know, the idea that the government is controlled by, you know, dark forces, which is the current. But there's always been a, a string from, you know, William F. Buckley through QAnon that's you know we're on the outside and when they're actually in opposition they are their strong 
Yep. They're the ultimate opposition party. Um, and they are, are McConnell's the best at using power in the opposition to hold things up, to stop things. He's good at using negative power. day the religious right organization was called moral majority yep and Absolutely. the republicans always used to talk about this great moral majority um well the republicans haven't won a popular vote since 1988 well except for once except for 2004 um they haven't won a popular vote in a presidential election besides one time in 2004 since 1988 because when it comes down to it What's your party really about? Like, what do you actually fight well, for? So the message but, is tough well, when you say, "Oh, I care about I care about banning abortion." Okay, uh, I care about um, not passing bill. Like, like this, they don't really have an ideology outside well, of like stop pretending abortion. like they actually care about democracy. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, if they've accepted that the only way they can push these views across is if they aren't elected democratically, they've accepted that. They've built I mean, for. I mean, proof proof in the pudding. They have talked all this uh, blue lives matter stuff for how long? They pushed this war on cops thing narrative for how long? And the second police officer at the Capitol has just died, and the the Republican Party has nothing to say about it. Nothing. They yeah. they know that it was their people who bashed that cop's head in with a fire extinguisher and killed him. So they're gonna pretend like that police officer didn't even exist. Tell me again how much they care about law and order. They don't. They're not keeping anybody responsible for anything. There's no culpability for anything. And so they have no moral courage, no moral backing. They had no problem with the fact that a homeless, uh, a veteran becomes homeless every three seconds. They keep pounding that point that they care about the veterans. But when they had a supermajority and they had a president for four years, they didn't stop it. At least if they had tried, if they had just, if they were at least principled in the things they say they care about, you would at least have the proof of saying, you know what, the veterans are, are at least doing better. But for the last four years, they really haven't gotten anything done because they have no actual backbone and they can't win like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they've 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 just admitted they've um, accepted that they're going to be a minoritarian party. They've accepted that they're going to advocate like they've given up all references to democracy. They've actively said the United States isn't a democracy. They don't care about democracy. Yep, they've shown. In fact, 
they're opposed to it. Yeah. So I mean, the fact fact is, we have actual Cong- congressional members who are trying to skirt around a a a um, metal detector with a gun. Like, yeah. well, like, that's the thing. They've they've uh, they've accepted the fact that if they want the the vast majority of the country does not accept these views, at least right. over 50 percent. Right. Um, and so they've accepted that they're going to have to increase the minoritarian rule aspects of the U.S. Constitution in order to continue to have any chance of maintaining power. And if you think that this project, if you think losing an election or several elections is going to stop that project, you are naive. If, if it's going to they're stop just that what? Gears. That project, broke, their political you, project. Okay. Yes. Their political project, then you are naive. Yeah, so that, that's where we're at. We have a president that's much more or less left than we expected that we still need to work with. Um, we have Bernie in charge of the budget committee. We have, um, we have a Republican party that's still a danger. I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene, what is, what is she? Who is she? What? Yeah, that's unfortunate we, that we know her name, you know, like there's no reason why she should be anywhere in Congress just makes me really look at like, uh, the area that, the area that voted for her makes me really concerned. She is like a community Facebook group come to life. Yeah, it, it, really, it really, if I, if I knew anybody in her district I, and they were a person of color, I would tell you like, you guys got to move. <laughs> like you got to move that the people who voted did her in see, they live around you, you they're dangerous see, did you see the stuff she posted yeah uh i saw her um harassing david hogue uh hogue when he was still in high school after the parking the, shooting and he was a hillary drinking blood thing no i didn't see that she posted this post saying that the they have they found a video of uh she said this is in 2016 they said they found a video on Hillary Clinton's laptop of her um, killing a child and drinking the child's blood. It's very graphic. And she draws a pentagram with it. Like it just in-depth, insane. That's really insane. That's like really, really she insane. She also said like, that- the, like, was uh, that, it was, that wasn't even like a repost. That was her like- Yeah. She she personally knows the person who has it that or who whoever made it that she yeah. posted it. Like that yeah. is, that's that's disgusting, man. Because, I mean, that tells you you got a lot of time on your hands to do that. She also said that rich Jews control the space laser that started the the California wildfires. Yeah, yeah, I did hear something about that. I heard, um, like, lasers. um, Yeah, yeah, it's just, I'm sorry. I don't, man, I don't want to bring, I don't want to say race. I do want to say race. God damn, that could never happen to someone who's a person of color. Like it can't happen. It only, only a white lady could have that. Could could get away. A white lady and a white guy could get away with that type of stuff. Like, like what? <laughs> You're just gonna slander people in, in such a ridiculous uh, Alex Jones Infowars type of way. Like, talk about drinking blood and killing killing a kid and out based off of what? Nothing. And ugh, gosh, man, it's just disgusting because you know there's there's people who are out there who have the time 
to develop that kind of that something to, to for her to post. It's just, I don't know, man. It, it really does like scare me that they're out there. Yeah, she just cultural. posted an insane unhinged rant on Twitter, um, like an hour they, ago. They elected like, her. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, I highly suggest everybody read it. So, so that makes me like ask you, like, what is the what is the Republican Party right now? Is it actually like like what is their ideology? Like, I know I we just kind of went over it and how their they ideology, really have an ideology. Has never really been consistent. But that that's the thing. Like they can, their I, ideology I, has never really a, been that there's consistent. There's a podcast I highly suggest for everybody who's listening, other than ours. Um, it's called Know Your Enemy. Oh, really? Um, it's a couple lefties who are talking about the history of the conservative movement. Okay. And I'll, all the I'll, strands I'll of it. Out. It's really good. It's really academic. Some sometimes a little dry, but it's so in depth, and it right. makes so much, so much makes sense. And they start from like like what conservatism is to like the fifties mm. when it really started to take off to like where they're at right now. And it's, you know, it's very, it's very, very, very good. Um, but yeah, no, the Republican Party, the conservative movement in particular, has always considered themselves outsiders, you know, um, and they switched to this moment where they believe their country is gone, their culture is disappearing, and they've decided that, like, like essentially they're in survival mode now in their heads. Right. Like like they saw Joe Biden winning as the final defeat in electorally. And so now they're kind of in survival mode. Um and that's that's where they're at. And it's a very scary place for them to be. It for is. us. I don't know. For I don't us. know if they come out. Right. I don't know if they come out of it though. Like how they come out of it. I don't know either. Change. I don't know either. I almost, I, know like whole, gotta... I almost feel like the Lincoln Project and center, center, uh, center Democrats, uh, right wing Democrats, and the neo libs. I feel like that's got to be the future. Is like you, there's a union of neo libs and neo conservatives and the the Lincoln Party type people, and that becomes the reestablished new Republican Party. Like. I don't. I don't know. Like that. That's the only way I can see it panning out. That the that the reasonable guys, the reasonable guy party will will come out, and then this this weird mutation of it that we've witnessed over the last few years that will become the the new know nothing party, and they're gone. Yeah. You know. Right. They they are not committed to a democracy. I cannot emphasize that point enough. You know, if conservative. Right. I forget who said, I think it might have been David French, mm. who said, um, if conservatives realize they can't win democratically, they won't give up conservatism, they'll give up democracy. Right. And that's what they've done. Now let's talk stock market. Oh boy. I like, I like this too. It's a what? Good conversation. I like this conversation too. <laughs> yes. Let's talk stock market. Uh, um power to the players am i right players you know power to the players um so yeah so if you haven't followed lately gamestop isn't doing well right 
Um, That's correct. Most of these most of these box stores are not doing well because no one's going into the stores. Business is down. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I think just how it goes, people can just buy stuff online now. Online e-commerce is huge. So what's happening is um, GameStop stock is being shorted by hedge fund, um, which complicated is a complicated thing, but essentially, you know, as I'm I'm borrowing a stock um, at a certain price because I think the stock's going to go down. Essentially, when it does go down, I make shitloads of money. Good morning, Cecilia. It is wild. This story has really taken on a life of its own, raising big, important questions about fairness, about systemic risk for the overall stock market, and how we should be handling it when investors, big and small, are betting billions of dollars on individual stocks that are skyrocketing. This morning, the massive showdown erupting on Wall Street. What started with a group of young speculators banding together to buy shares in struggling companies like GameStop, taking on some of the most powerful hedge funds in the country, has triggered an investigation by the New York AG, a class action lawsuit and calls by Congress. Um, it's, it's called option stocks. So right. it's like you have, the, you have your regular stock buying, which you can buy your shares and and that's that money goes to invest in the company and yeah. and but the, but on top of that there's a thing called options option stocks and that allows you to pretty much gamble on the stock do you believe like you were just saying do you believe it's going to go up then you're going to bet that it's going to go up but if it goes down you're going to start losing some money and that's kind of and or vice versa and in this case the the uh go ahead you can you can you can finish it <laughs> yeah so basically um there's a Reddit forum of retail investors, people that have Robin Hood and whatnot, aren't, aren't big stockbrokers, just average Joes. Um, I'm not going to say they're all good people. Uh, the walk, I mean, it's Reddit, right? It's Reddit. There's a lot of very yeah. crass, crass, um, not so PC people on there. It's but, like coming together of all, kind, all kinds. Yeah, just people <laughs> that, it's just like random schmoes who right. are trying to, to make some money using Robinhood, right? Um, and they very frustrated at these hedge funds basically spending billions to bet on stocks um, and shorting the stock of GameStop. So they decide, hey, what if we all bought GameStop stock and, and inflated the value of GameStop ridiculously? And then, um, you know, cause the sh people shorting it to lose billions of dollars. But what happens on top of that, which is what's so phenomenal is when you, when you uh, try to inflate the stock while the hedge funds are trying to short the stock and you outnumber the shorting and it inflates, then you also turn around and you buy regular shares, right? Right before it starts like skyrocketing, you start yep. buying actual shares and then you actually make a ton of money. So they're, so they're making it, they're making it terrible for the guys who are betting on the stock, those hedge funds who are losing money, who are shorting it. They're losing a ton of money because they, they're, they bet and they lost. And on the other side, now the people who have, who have inflated it, who have also bought sh uh, stocks are making a lot of freaking money. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Right, so player power. You know, what <laughs> player power? 
Yeah, it's the power of the players. <laughs> um, but so this this whole thing is just an insane crowdsource pump and dump scheme, right? Yep. Essentially, yep. essentially. But yep. it's taken on more meaning than that because basically uh, the whole reason this is allowed, this is able to happen is because certain people have their $600 stimulus checks and mm-hmm. it's not enough to pay rent. It's not enough to pay any debt. So right. you're just going to spend it on cool shit and might as well enjoy your declining yeah. life. You know, it's like, um, it's like yeah, the, the P, I would do the PS5 is back ordered. Yeah, so I guess I yeah. buy the stock. You know, you just, it's, you're like, I, I, if I'm going to watch the end of the world, I'm at least going to play video games. <laughs> you know, exactly. Exactly. And now GameStop's going out of business. Like, what the hell? So, right, right. <laughs> it was $600 to blow on meme stock. Right. And, you're just, and, and all these people blowing in on meme stock are creating a GameStop bubble um, that's bankrupting these billionaires who went to Wharton and like all these, like, you know, it's just so funny how, how these, these bankers, like these hedge funds, they actually had a, had a call for bankruptcy because it's what they could have done. What they, what they were trying to do is if we can just hold it off, right? Like if they keep betting against betting against betting, eventually they will um, eventually these, these Reddit people will go away and then the, the market will go back to the way we want it. However, because it started getting such popularity, there is way too many people who are also jumping on this in order to, to inflate the number that the hedge funds like, we can't, we can't cover this. We can't cover the cost. We can't, we can't hold on for it to come back because at the end of the day, when this all uh, settles down, whether it be like a year from now, it's that GameStop stock is going to go back to being worth like not worth much. It's gonna so, crash hard, right. and it's gonna crash super, super hard. Well, and so you know what? I That's when like you're a hedge fund and you bet against the stock. <laughs> yeah, That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna gamble on the stock again. As yep. soon as as soon as it starts to go away, that that what that that one surviving hedge fund is gonna like be like, all right, I think now's the time to bet, bet on GameStop. <laughs> Let's short it again. <laughs> the market will correct itself. That's the point. Yeah, even as right. even as even as manipulated as it is, it will correct itself. Yep. And and so here's here's the thing, right? Right. These people who are just lashing out at Wall Street, lashing out at the billionaires. That's what it, it, it's a giant. It's it's a form of lashing out. And that, I mean, because people are pissed, people mm-hmm. are upset, Absolutely. people are broken, um, people are broke, and. This is their pinata. <laughs> I mean, at first it was fun and games, and then right. it became something bigger. And then now people are getting, have gotten angry. Like you know what? You well, it's almost like you woke up like, oh, yeah, screw this system. I Let's, saw the doors are open. Let's get the money. <laughs> ben Shapiro and AOC and um, you know Tucker Carlson and Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz and Chuck Schumer. When you have all of them on the same page about Wall Street, like. Like holy shit! Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. I mean, everybody, everybody is supporting these. Well, and it's interesting because what Robinhood is essentially allowed in in these other apps, day trading, um, they've allowed the democratization of finance in a way that hasn't been allowed, but like hasn't right. happened before. Right. You right. haven't. These are a yeah. random people well, who I are mean. Just, Robinhood is pretty much like having um, uh, Ameritrade. 
it's like having um i don't know name your big your big stock stock place but it's but it's just cheaper right and that's what allows it to be more accessible um yep. whereas they don't they don't take your money for for investing uh, i'm trying to think of the what's the big, i forget the big one but you know what i mean the, Amer- the ameritrades out there they go out there and people's oh uh, fidelity and whatever they go out there and they they those brokers they they'll take your money but they're, they're like you know this share might cost a dollar but you're going to pay me five dollars to do this transaction right and it adds up because you want to buy like hundreds hundreds of shares or something it can cost you a lot of money and that's just not feasible for a lot of people that's why people was like you know what it's either i pay my bills this month or i put some money to a market that might deliver me a nothing so it, it's 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 tough uh so that's what robin hood does it, it's it's it eliminates those extra fees so it allows you to take that take that extra money that you would have been spending on absolutely nothing but but the the, the uh the business and you can let you invest it instead and so it's like and like we said people have extra money because of that that stimulus check that isn't enough to cover anything else so they're going to use it for this that's why this can happen because people have excess money and they don't ever have excess money people have never have money that they can just burn i mean i think it's interesting that we talk about a free market <laughs> you know right robin hood shut down to prevent people from selling and buying shares i mean it's not an abnormal thing to do mm-hmm. but people are seeing just how like they're like wait don't wealthy people do this all the time <laughs> isn't, isn't this exactly what the, what the hedge fund was doing yeah, isn't, right. isn't, isn't this what those hedge funds were doing at the exact moment? Yes, they were doing the exact thing. But now you're saying, well, I don't know who you are, Bob. So I'm just not going to let Bob uh, buy any more stock. You can sell right. the stock if you want, because that's what the big, the big we're boys want. So. The news to call them, um, you know, amateurs. Right. Like, who, who's an amateur? This, whole, this whole thing, is, this whole thing is amateur. This whole thing, right. if, if it was done the right way, this is supposed to be just like what your gut tells you. You know, you're supposed to be, and honestly, outside of that, the, the in the purest form of the stock market, it's supposed to be you valuing a company and believing that company can get even bigger. So I'm going to help them financially because all they need is money to do more things. So I'm going to give them more money. So I, I'm going to invest in that company. And whenever they get really big, I get a tiny, tiny little percentage of that company in, in form of, of dollars. And the fact that that's, that's, that's it in the purest form. But when Robin Hood turns around and says, I don't want this guy betting or and this guy buying a share because the big boys say that we need to sell on it, that's a manipulation of the market. And now it's not a real market. It's not a real market. It's right. Right. And and did people want to tie our healthcare, our social like they want to get rid of social security and have us rely on this, on this system? Yep. Right. I can defend that. Eric, Eric. It's insane. I mean, most people's retirements are already tied up in right. it. How scary! How scary is that for people who have four hundred one k's and don't and like and they like they really thought yeah. that that was what's a bunch of people can meme a stock into a bubble. <laughs> right. Essentially, well, um, and, 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 and those people back in two thousand eight, uh, when the market crashed, who had, I know people. I know a lot of people who were going to retire about a year or two after that. But they could not retire. 
because of that because of that market crash. Dollars, dollars so here you and you can say well that was because of all these other forces that happened outside of the market it's just things that happen in, in general like you know what i mean but here you're talking about that in that entire time up until now and moving forward we have a system where people at whatever point can decide no you're not i can't allow you to win and you're stuck. They can they can change you. Like you don't know how far this rabbit hole how rabbit hole goes, right? Like how like what else what other manipulations are they doing that we don't know about? Like what what is supposed to be skyrocketing right now that's not? What is supposed to be what's what's supposed to be tanking that's not? Like, well, you don't we don't know. Earlier earlier I brought up you know my analysis of class in America, right? right. Um, where, where people get their money from? Um, investments. Uh, then there's salaries, like salaried workers, hourly yeah. workers, and people who have to rely on government aid. Um, those are the four classes in America, essentially. Um, right. And right now we have the bottom three teaming up on the investment class, which is yep. beautiful. Um, it, it's beautiful in that sense in that we're realizing where the problem is, you know, those are the people causing the problems. The 1%, the people, uh, look, the rest of us derive, capitalism's a market, right? That's essentially one big old market. And you and I are selling our labor every day, right? That's, 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 we're we're participating in our own market. um, And most people think, you know, Karl Marx is just this, this ideologue who, you know, was talking about a government system, but what he really was, he was an economist. Mm. Um, and one theory he's contributed to econ- economics that even capitalists um, largely agree with is that a, a product's worth, a product's value is de- um, derived from the labor. It cost, it, it was a, uh, used to make it right right that's where the that's where that's where the value of an item comes from what what are these what are these um hedge fund brokers where are these hedge fund people what what are they creating exactly. where are they creating like what are they creating no what true. are they they're creating it, money from they're using their money their capital to create more capital that's what they're doing and destroy other at- capital it's just like yeah, like there's there's multiple layers there, right? Like you're talking about the market itself, and it's almost like we we can look at it from the from outside of it, like it's like a snow globe, and we're saying this snow globe is messed up. Have you noticed this thing's messed up? The stock market is is not actually is manipulation and this and that. And but then if you look, if you kind of pan backward, like pan out a little bit, you can see that this entire system is manipulation, and we. We say a hard day's work for a hard day, uh, hard days pay for a hard, uh, good days pay for a hard day's work. And you have these stock brokers, these hedge fund people who are not doing that. And they are allowed to, to create so much wealth off of not really wealth working. With the, it's wealth to create wealth. Right. So there, there's a disconnect there. So it turns out that, yeah, look, I'm, that not goal, asking, I'm not asking for a hundred percent tax rate or anything. What right. I'm asking for is a, a social 
democracy so that we can um, try to essentially make things more equal, make, th make it so people can, um, can live with dignity, make it so yeah. people don't get bankrupt. I want to, I know there's, there's the same amount of money that could be taxed. Like it's a ridiculous amount of money. But I, I would love for so some of that money to be like obviously to go into these to these social programs to go into um, um, migrant workers the ones that are that are uh, really t doing the work in the fields. I want them to be able to to get to get money. We already see that the small small farms don't. Uh, uh, are being shut out right now and it's really hard for it to be a farmer like what if we could set up a a, a system where some of that money that these that these uh, hedge fund managers make that tax is taxed and it's given straight to our uh the people who are actually doing the most work in this country which is agriculture like could we fund them with their money yeah we can because that's how much god dang money that they, they they are getting and that's, that's uh, to me it's simple it's enough about it's about, you know, remaking the balance between labor, capital, and government. That's what Teddy Roosevelt's um, that's what Teddy Roosevelt's plan was with the Square Deal was to create a balance between labor, capital, and government. That was a Republican president. <laughs> right. Abraham Lincoln used to write letters back and forth with Karl Marx in. That's that's a fact. That's not. That's a literal fact. Like these people weren't dying in the world of socialists. They just considered. I, socialism. I can tell you right now that I don't believe that. Uh, ninety percent of the people that I know, ninety-five percent of the people I know, do not know that that Marx and yeah, Lincoln uh, talk. I didn't know it up until very recently. Like, well, really? That's huh? I don't think people even realize like when Karl Marx lived, <laughs> like what time period. <laughs> the point is it's more like it's not they weren't dying in the world socialists it's that they considered socialism a uh you know a valid ideology with with good right. points you know yeah. um and we've kind of as a society we've said oh this is bad this is this is terrible right. and we shut it and off every other country in the off. world every other country in the world has had a position for it on their political spectrum right <laughs> Right. Um, and we're just you know. we're just like ah, la 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 play <laughs> our fingers in our ears like no no we just are not going to engage in that at all right so we've just you know we've we're at this point now where people are essentially complaining about and for good reason the vast inequities in the system and using the stock market to fight back right because it's the one way they can. Yep. And Anywhere it's, it's it interesting, but back in, in college, I remember there was a, a phrase known as the digital herd uh -huh. that referred to day traders and capital. And you know, like like you're talking, talked about in the um, context of international economics. You know, you always look at which country the digital herd's flocking to, right? right. Um, and it's just interesting to see this digital herd of, of retail investors are going to different different companies like AMC just paid off their debt. It's amazing. You know, <laughs> like, yes, do it it's again. Not based, it's not based on anything except like what people are determining it like it would be funny. Like, like okay. that's 
but I'm sorry. I'm, but you know, I'm sorry. Like I just, I just have the feels for the guy who's the CEO of AMC. When he's in that boardroom, and he's like, I, I know we're down a billion. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. Just, and the, the, all, the entire his, board, the entire board's like, like so angry. Like, <laughs> you know, like a cartoon when they to show the props that's went up and break. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, seriously, he just like turns up, turns upside down. Like, guess what, guys? <laughs> The the threaded guy saved us. I'm, am I a good CEO now? <laughs> I need to get a new board. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, I'm sorry, but I, I find that to be entertaining too. Even though he's yeah. a rich guy and he doesn't ha- he doesn't really care about the money at the end of the day. Yeah. it's I just mean, the idea that he had like that. He he was totally dead in the water. <laughs> well, I'm not I'm not saying this isn't, this isn't going to end poorly. It likely is. Oh, definitely. Like, if I'm him, said, I get out now. <laughs> Yeah. Get out now, everybody! Get out! Like, Don't no more. Business is closed. Like, we're yeah. not good at this. Yeah. <laughs> time, um, for the, time for them to cash out. <laughs> yeah. There's like, if I, if I have any stock and I, I'm an employee of that company, this is when you get out of it. Yeah, it's never gonna be better. <laughs> Great. what happens i guess right yeah yeah um, it's, it's gonna be spectacular either way yeah <laughs> well yep. that's the thing it's, it's almost like throwing like a baseball like high up in the air like it's up in the air right now and but you know it's gonna come down eventually it's just don't and when it comes down it's gonna come down fast so <laughs> we're gonna hear about it when it does so yeah that's that's it we are living in a new presidency we are watching Reddit pirates take down Wall Street, and Marjorie Taylor Greene is in the bunker. Um, She's contemplating. And that's where we're at. <laughs> like, um, it's, it's not. It almost. It's not as dire as it was a month ago, or like any point in the last four years. It's actually kind. Of, we are actually laughing, which I, I like to laugh. Anyways, I laugh at everything. I think everything's funny. But yeah. it's like for people who are serious, it is. A, it does feel like a time where you can relax just a little levity a little bit of levity just a little bit exactly i still feel for people like cory bush i feel i feel for aoc ilhan omar uh presley the fact that we have 
buttons being ripped out of their office we, that we have uh aoc really being like she was like you could tell she was really traumatized with this whole thing she didn't want to she didn't speak for like a week straight and then when yep. she did she went off like and she still and i mean ted cruz agrees with her on something and she was very quick to say uh you try to have me killed like i think she's very traumatized by this i hope she's talking to a talking to a, a therapist a counselor somebody uh because i mean i don't know it, this is there these these progressive women of color are in a precarious position where they are fighting for things and they know that they, their butts are on the line like it's just, it's and and it's like think about like saudi arabia and uh prince uh salman like they were all uh, the women. The women there wanted the right to, to drive, and simple, similar enough request. Well, they beat the hell out of the women and the entire movement, and then it turned around and gave the women the right to drive. And they took all the then Prince Salman and the rest took all the credit for it. And then they lost the women who led the whole thing. Like there's always tends to be a penalty. For the for the ones who are willing to stick their neck out, they stick their neck out because, and that's the reason why it's called sticking your neck out because they know you can get chopped, and it's so the thing that they're going through is this immense pressure. So with everything else going on and the uh, the levity that we have, I still keep in the back of my mind that we got some real people out there who are progressive and they're not backing down in the face of actual violence. Um, so I'm I'm just. I keep that in the back of my mind, right? Keep that in the back of my mind. But man, I'm so happy to be having people holding the wall and while while we are uh, uh, enjoying the the first ten days of a Biden presidency. How weird is that? <laughs> we enjoying a Biden. That didn't you know think that crazy? would ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> this guy became president when he was like 78. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, like, like I want to go back in time to 1988 when he first ran for president and tell people oh, he's going to become president, but not for like 30, 40 years. Yeah, he's going to run. He's, he'll run again and he still won't win, but he'll, you'll see him again. <laughs> it's like yeah. this, this dude is, in 2020. This is totally a lifetime movie, like just re- re- writing itself. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, 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 I don't know. I just the Hallmark movie. <laughs> oh, and then he, then he ran for president again. And then he won. <laughs> right. And then, you know, the people that he locked up in 1994, they were going to vote for him again in 2020. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's, it's improbable odds. <laughs> yeah. And he beat the reality TV star. Like, you're just right. like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is like 1964. Yeah. Right? And this is like right I mean, after like, Green, Green Acres just, or whatever. There's like certain senses I want to go back in time and tell people. One is like in the 80s being like, well, you know, President Donald Trump and Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger got in a big argument. <laughs> but at the same time, I think of like the fact that you have people back in like the 50s or what, I don't know, was it the 50s or 60s where you have, um, what's the, uh, the, what's that TV show with the genie? Uh, oh, I, Bewitched, I dream I dream yeah, yeah, I dream of Gene, uh, I dream of Gene, Gene, yeah, whatever. Like, just the, the way the way of life for them contrasted to what actually has happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, man, yeah. Every, everything must be for anybody who was like, like uh, uh, a teenager in the 50s, it must have felt like you got on like a, a giant, like hot rod and just started speeding off into the future because <laughs> everything got really wild real quick. <laughs> That yep. piece ended. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
So yeah, have a great day, everyone. Yeah, I'll try to get this out as fast as possible. Uh, All right. Till next time. Till next time. Peace out. Oh shit, what the hell have we done? It's alive and it's hungry as fuck.